0: Don't you go anywhere. Lay me into that studio. I'm rearing the gun. Nice music, Jackie. Now quiet yourself down. <laughs> Your humble host is on the scene with another sounds like radio welcome friends welcome to another edition of sounds like radio our second show of an all-new great gildersleeve season this is the 51-52 season of the great gildersleeve second episode of the new season as the great gildersleeve will be dealing with some horse race tickets today on sounds like radio's great gildersleeve Yep, horse race tickets. That's what Gildy has a problem with, if you can believe he has a problem. Yeah, well, now he has two problems, actually. One of them was with Leroy. Leroy is having trouble with one of his so-called friends. Eh, they're, they're sort of battling each other, actually. One takes a turn at being nasty to the other, and then the other one takes a turn at being nasty to, to Leroy. And, and Gildersleeve, he hears about this. He tries to teach Leroy a lesson. He says, you've got to be friendly to your enemies. Turn the other cheek, Leroy. Be friendly. Eh, that's the, the lesson Gildersleeve tries to teach. Meantime... He comes across a couple of horse race tickets. He wants to go to the horse races, but then he has to set himself an example for Leroy, so he 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 gives them tickets away. But secretly though, Gildersleeve wants to head to the Camptown races. Just like Bing Crosby. He goes to the Camptown races and he has himself a good time.
1: Go wind around all night. Go wind around all day. Camp town ladies sing this song Do-da, do-da, do-da town racetrack five miles long Four Oh, do-da-day I come down with my hat caved in Do-da, <laughs> do-da, do Go back home with a pocket full of tin Four Oh, do-da-day Why not run all night? Run, 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 run. Why I run all day? I'll bet my money on the bobtail nag Somebody bet on the bay Why not run all night? Why not run all day? I bet money on the bottle neck. Somebody bet on the bay. Somebody bet on the bay. (laughs) long-tailed filly and the big black horse, do-da, do-do-da, Fly the track and they boat both cut across, oh, do-da-day. The blind horse sticking in the big mud hole, do-da, do Can't touch bottom with a ten-foot pole, oh, do-da-day. Why to run all night, run, 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 I'm fixing to run all day. Run, 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 run. I'll bet my money on the bobtail nag, somebody bet on the bay. Run all night. I took a liking to the bobtail nag. He'll run away from the bay. He'll run away from the bay. Come on the track. Do da, do da. And then the bobtail fling over his back. whoa, oh, do
2: da day.
1: And then fly along like a railroad car. Do-da, do-da. Running and race with a shooting star. whoa, oh, do da day. Trying to run all night. And whine to run all day. Oh, I bet my money on the bobtail night Somebody got off the bay. to run all night. Oh
0: yeah, oh somebody done bet the the wrong horse, and you know usually it was Bing Crosby who had his bets on the wrong horse. And speaking of the wrong horse, where is my music there? It is. Ah, uh, I was riding on the wrong horse for a minute there, Mister Engineer. He got on the horse and rode off, left me here to, to handle the music myself. <laughs> Get back here, Mr. Engineer. We are gonna need you. Yeah, yeah. Big Cross made the camptown races. Uh, yeah, that's where. Now that's where Great Gildersleeve plans on going to the races today. He's got a couple of horse race tickets, and he thinks it's gonna be so nice to go to the horse races with his girlfriend, Catherine Milford. Oh, But now, wait a minute now. Hold the phone. Gildersleeve has to set himself as an example for Leroy to be nice to your enemies. Now, normally, Bullard is an enemy of Gildy. Well, here it is. His grand opportunity to set himself as an example. So he decides to give those horse race tickets to Bullard. And now Gildersleeve, he's going to teach Leroy a lesson to be nice, to be so nice. To your enemies, and they shall be nice to you. Well, it it sort of works in a way. Here's Wanda say, or Wanda saw, and the Sergio Mendez band do. So nice. Wanda does the vocals here. Eh, there she is. Yeah, they're a little shy. Eh, Here's Sergio Mendez.
3: That's Wanda. In
0: case you were confused.
3: Someone to understand Each little dream in me Someone to take my hand Samba song Someone to take my heart And give his heart to me Someone who's ready to Give love a start
0: be nice actually come to think of it yeah that was wanda Sa, or wanda say yeah, wanda say s-a you make you make up your mind which way to pronounce it wanda s-a huh yeah but the mainly that was the sergio Mendez band there doing a great song i remember that song from the 1960s yeah good song yeah, yeah. well now that's that's the kind of thing Sleeve is trying to teach leroy to be nice so nice as he is being to mr bullard uh, but you know what you just can't trust bullard you really can't he's got a trick up his sleeve for for, for gildersleeve and uh well now uh, gildersleeve he just might regret Being so nice to Bullard He might But then again Once they go to them horse races They're going to see them horses They're going to get out of the gate They're going to run like crazy They're going to run just like wild horses Here is Perry Como and the Wild Horses Look out everybody
4: It would take more than the pack of wild horses pulling your wagon to keep you from me. It would take more than superior forces, even a dragon, to keep you from me. You can make fools out of other good guesses. Put me in blinkers, I know where you'd be. It would take schools of the finest professors using their thinkers to keep you from me. What a sight you are, how bright you are, you glow Take that sight away, and right away I go Straight to your door over obstacle courses Maybe I'm bragging, but surely you'll see It would take more than a pack of wild horses Pulling your wagon to keep you from me Nothing could keep you from
2: me hi am. I am, I am, I am.
4: Take more than a pack of wild horses Pulling your wagon to keep you from me It would take more than superior forces Even a dragon to keep you from me You can make fools out of other good guessers, Put me in blinkers, and over where you be It would take schools of the finest professors Using their thinkers to keep you from me what a sight you are, how bright you are, you glow Take that sight away, and right away I go Straight to your door over obstacle courses Maybe I'm bragging, but surely you'll see It would take more than the pack of wild horses Pulling your wagon to keep you from me Nothing can keep you from me
0: Nothing can keep you from me. Oh huh? yeah? Oh my. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing could keep Gildersleeve away from them horse races. Eh, except when he gives them tickets away to Bullard. Oh, that's gonna keep him away, alright. Now, we're going to find out, I don't want to give it all away here, I'm not going to tell you anything more about it, but we're going to find out what happens when Gildersleeve tries to teach Leroy a lesson to be nice to your neighbors, love thy neighbor, and he tries to teach it by showing when he gives his horse race tickets to Bullard. We'll find out what happens in today's September 12th, 1951 episode of The Great Gildersleeve. Let's listen.
5: The Kraft Foods Company presents Willard Waterman as the great Gildersleeve. Great Gildersleeve is brought to you partially transcribed by the Kraft Foods Company. And Kraft, you know, makes the famous pasteurized processed cheese food Velveeta. Velveeta has a wonderful cheddar cheese flavor that's rich, yet delightfully mild. It's delicious, and it's the finest quality cheese food you can buy, because it's made by Kraft. The name that for years has meant only the finest in cheese and cheese foods. Get a package or loaf of Velveeta tomorrow and enjoy the cheese food of top quality, Velveeta, made only by Kraft. Well, the county fair is getting underway in Summerfield. They say it's going to be bigger and better than ever. That's where you'll find the farmer's wife with the best preserves, the country squire with the fastest trotting horse, the 4-H club boy with the biggest pumpkin, and the water commissioner with the biggest reservoir.
6: The sun is a shining to welcome the day. Hi ho, come to the fair! The folks are all singing so merry and gay. Hi ho, come to the fair! How de- do, de- hello, Mr. Oh, hello, Bertie. I'm
7: heading down to the grocery store. Land, I could hear you singing, clear out
6: on the back porch. You have a good day? Yeah, a fine day, Bertie. Tomorrow's going to be even better. It's the county fair.
7: <laughs> you telling me. That's why I'm hustling to the grocery. I run out of cinnamon for my competing preserves. Yeah, competing preserves? Yes, sir. I don't give up. I didn't win last year, but when you don't win the first time you compete, then you re-compete.
6: <laughs> <laughs> re-compete?
7: Yes, sir. Last year, my peaches lost out by a fuzz.
6: <laughs> it's too bad, Bertie. But
7: Bertie ain't giving up. If Bertie don't win the first time she competes,
6: she recompetes. Yeah, that's the spirit, Bertie. Yes,
7: sir, Mr. Gillsleeve. You know what Bertie does if she don't win the first time she yes, competes. Yes. That's Bertie. right. She recompetes. <laughs>
6: <laughs> oh, that Bertie. Well, everybody's in good spirits at this time of year. guess it something in the air. Marjorie! Oh, hello. Yeah, look. I've got four tickets to the fair tomorrow. And grandstand seats for the harness races right on the finish line. Oh,
8: that sounds wonderful. They must have been hard to get.
6: Yeah, they were. But it'll be worth it. I'm going to ask Catherine Milford to go. How about you and Bronco? Care to join us?
8: Oh, we'd love to, Unky, but we're taking the twins over to visit Bronco's parents.
6: Yeah, yes. Well, we'll miss you.
8: You and Miss Milford go and have a good time.
6: Well, Catherine and I won't need four seats. In fact, if the weather stays chilly, we might not use more than one and a half. (laughs)
9: I'll go home, you big coward Leroy, who are you
6: calling a coward?
8: A kid that chased me home
6: Yufford, who's out there?
8: Pete Crawford Go home and tell your mother she wants you
6: Leroy, stop that shouting You
8: big coward
6: Yup. Leroy, close the door Now, how did all this happen?
8: We were playing football and he tripped me So I hit him in the nose And he hit me in the nose and I chased him home
6: You chased him home? Then why is he standing out in front?
8: He chased me back. (laughs) Big coward. Honestly, Leroy, Uncle Mort, they're always fighting. Well, if he pokes me, I'm going to poke him back. Just wait till next time. Wait till he starts something.
6: Now, Leroy, let's not be so eager to hit back. Yeah, I'm sure most of these silly fights between you and Pete can be avoided.
8: Yeah, he doesn't try to avoid any of them.
6: Well, then why don't you try? You make the first gesture.
8: That's what I did today. I popped him and he popped me.
6: No, that's not what I mean, Leroy. Try the soft answer.
8: The soft answer?
6: Turn the other cheek.
8: Are you kidding? He'd knock my block off.
6: I don't mean you should turn your head away. Keep an eye on him, but you don't have to resort to fisticuffs. Let him know you're above fighting. You may be surprised with the results.
8: Yes, Leroy, why don't you grow up? You don't see Uncle Mort acting like that. He gets along with everybody. Ha!
6: Ah! Young yeah, man, what do you mean by ha? Ah?
8: What about the big battles you have with Mr. Bullard across the street? Uh-oh.
6: No, Marjorie, Bullard and I haven't had an argument all summer.
8: Heck no, he's been out of town all summer.
6: <laughs> he got back yesterday. I saw him. No argument.
8: He didn't speak to you.
6: Well, perhaps he had a summer cold or something. In fact, I might just run over there right now and inquire about his health. See if he had an enjoyable summer.
8: Oh, that'd be nice, Uncle.
6: Say, I have these two extra tickets to the harness races tomorrow. Why don't I give them to Bullard?
8: What's he ever done for you?
6: Well, nothing. Well, that doesn't matter. He'll recognize this as a friendly act and repay in kind.
8: Yeah. I hope he hasn't noticed the grass cuttings you dumped on the back of his lot.
6: Yeah, those. <laughs> well, perhaps I shouldn't have done that. If he mentions it, I'll apologize and offer him the tickets. To get along in this world, Leroy, you have to give and take. And that goes for you and Pete Crawford.
8: Sure, I poked him and he poked me.
6: Yeah. <laughs> Leroy, I think you better come along and observe the way your old uncle handles these things.
8: This I gotta see. <laughs>
6: go around this way.
8: Why are we going to the back door?
6: Well, it's more neighborly this way.
8: Well, Mr. Bullard, you need all the breaks you can get, huh, Unc?
6: Mm. Here's a new sign-up I see. No peddlers.
8: Go ahead, ring the doorbell.
6: Well, I intend to.
8: Go away. Let's go, Unc.
6: Yeah, wait, Leroy, wait. But he's,
8: he's in a bad mood. Well,
6: suppose he is. Gives me a chance to illustrate my point to you. Show you what a kind word will do.
8: Oh, brother, this is going to be murder. We don't want it. Can't you read the sign? What?
5: Oh, it's you, Gildersleeve.
8: Hello, Mr. Bullard.
5: What's that hiding behind you? you? Oh, hello, Leroy.
8: Hi.
5: Gildersleeve, I've been wondering when you were coming over. <laughs> oh, you know, really? There, you see, Leroy. I've been wondering when you were going to remove the grass cuttings you dumped on my lot.
6: Uh, grass cuttings? Gildersleeve, why did you do that? You, well, you were out of town. Yeah, I mean... You know, I don't know why I did that.
8: I remember why, Aunt. You did it because one time he called you a big water buffalo.
6: Oh, Leroy, I don't hold a grudge like that. Gildersleeve, isn't that a rather snide way to get even? No, Mr. Buller, I'm not snide and I wasn't trying to get even. It was a cowardly thing to do. Coward? Now, yeah, see here, Bullard. Honk. Yeah?
8: Turn the other cheek. <laughs>
2: cheek.
6: Watch this, Gildersleeve. Yes, well, I was about to say, I'll have the grass cuttings removed today. Leroy, you bring the wheelbarrow over, and I will take them away.
8: Oh, no, for corn's sake.
6: Yeah, I'll give you a quarter, my boy. Okay. Now, Mr. Bullard, I have a little surprise for you. You're moving... <laughs> no. Here, look here. Two tickets to the harness races at the fair. Grandstand seats. Oh? They're for you. Well,
5: well, thank you. I tried to get two tickets last night, but I suppose I waited too long. Well,
6: they're yours with the compliments of the water buffalo. Eh, hey, Commissioner.
5: <laughs> two tickets? Uh, oh, <laughs> about the water buffalo. You understand, leave it was...
6: All same fun. Aren't you? Oh yeah. 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 Well, the same with the grass clipping. Yeah. You, you, you don't
5: have to worry about
8: <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> Gosh, that clean puff routine really works. <laughs>
6: well, Leroy and I'll be running along. Ta-ta, neighbor. Oh, uh, uh, wait a minute,
5: neighbor. Yes? Uh,
1: yeah, let me look at my freezer. Here. I'd like to have you carry something back across
5: the street. You? Ah, yes, yes. Here we are. Here we are. For you, Gildersleeve, a frozen pie.
6: Frozen pie. Well, thank you.
8: Oh, boy, what kind is it?
6: Gooseberry. <laughs> you wonderful, my favorite berry. <laughs> Come along, Leroy. Uh, uh, thanks for the tickets. Uh, thanks for the pie.
8: Gosh, thanks for the lesson, Monk.
6: You're welcome, my boy. <laughs>
10: Bertie!
8: Yes, sir? Hey, Bertie, look what Unc's got. What's that, Mr.
6: Gilsey? A pie, Bertie, right out of Mr. Bullard's freezer.
7: Does he know you got it? (laughs) Bertie, do you want me to thaw it out for dinner?
6: Uh, No, Bertie. I think I'd like to keep it around for a while. It's the first thing Mr. Bullard ever gave me.
8: Yes, sir. What you got to do, Unc? Put it on the mantle?
6: No. No, my boy. But it does prove the power of a smiling face and a kind word.
8: It sure does, Bertie, do you know what I'm going to do the next time Pete pushes me? If I know you, Leroy, you'll push him right back. Not me. I'm going to be nice to him. Pays off, doesn't it,
6: Uncle? It certainly does.
8: Boy, I can't wait to find Pete and get him to push me.
7: (laughs) My, my, when did that little boy grow his wings?
6: Well, I guess his wise old uncle will have to take credit for that, Bertie. Yes, sir? Yeah, I showed Leroy that kindness could make a friend, even out of Mr. Bullock. Yes, sir. You should have seen the way he warmed to me, Bertie. And incidentally, he said the names he's been calling me were all in fun. Yes, sir. You know, I'm glad I thought to give him those two extra tickets at the harness races. I had him figured all wrong, Bertie. Yes, sir. That Bullard is really a fine fellow.
7: You called him to tell him that?
6: Oh, no, no. I'm calling Miss Milford. Taking her to the fair tomorrow.
7: Well, that's nice.
6: yeah, George. Doing a kind deed makes a man feel good. Brightens up the whole world. Yeah, I'm never going to do another mean thing to anybody as long as I live. Hello? Hello, Catherine. Throckmorton. Oh,
11: hello, Throckmorton. I haven't heard from you in
6: quite a while. Well, I've been away. But I'm back and looking forward to seeing you. Well,
11: good.
6: Catherine, the fair opens tomorrow, you know. Yes, I know. It took quite a little finagling but I managed to get two choice seats for the harness races. Would the fairest girl in Summerfield care to go to the fair?
11: Oh, I'm awfully sorry, Throckmorton, but I can't.
6: You can't? Why not?
11: Well, uh, Mr. Bullard called just a few minutes ago. Bullard? Somebody gave him two
8: tickets, and I promised to go with him. Oh. I beg your pardon?
6: Yes, nothing.
8: I'm terribly sorry,
6: Throckmorton. So am I. Goodbye, Catherine. Bye. Yeah, I should have known that's exactly what he'd do. Bertie? Yes, sir? Fog Bullard's pie. I'm going to push it right in his friendly face.
5: (laughs) The great Gildersleeve will be back in just a minute
7: seen anything like it. Can you imagine that?
5: Well, what's the matter there, Bertie?
7: <laughs> just look at what's left of that big two-pound loaf of Velveeta I put in the refrigerator yesterday. I declare i never seen anything like the way Mr. Gillsleeve and little Leroy can eat.
5: Oh, have they been raiding the icebox again, Bertie? <laughs>
7: <laughs> Mr. Houston, they just seem never to stop raiding that icebox. That's one reason Bertie always keeps Velveeta handy right as you open the icebox door.
5: Mm, That's a good idea, Bertie. Kraft's golden pasteurized processed cheese food makes wonderful snacks. It's perfect, sliced for hearty sandwiches or to go with your favorite crispy crackers.
7: Yes, sir. That Velveeta sure is good tasting. You can't blame Mr. Gillsleeve and little Leroy for eating so many snacks, Mr. Heaston, because Velveeta has a fine flavor. A flavor that's rich and yet mild, too. (laughs) I know because sometimes Bertie gets hungry between meals and has a little Velveeta snack,
5: too. Bertie, don't forget, Velveeta gives you wholesome snacks. That's because Velveeta is good for you, and rich in important food values from milk.
7: Yes, sir, that's what Bertie always says. For snacks that are sure good and sure wholesome, get Bell Vita for sure. That's right, Bertie. Yes, sir, for snacks that are sure good and sure wholesome, get Bell Vita for sure. Yes, Bertie, but... Mr. Easton, you know what Bertie always says. I know, Bertie, but... That's right, for snacks that are sure good and sure wholesome, get Bell Vita for sure. Ha, 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 ha!
5: Great Gildersleeve and his neighbor, Rumson Bullard, have never been the best of friends. But in trying to set a good example for Leroy, he generously gave Bullard two tickets to the harness races at the county fair, whereupon Bullard generously invited
6: Gildy's girlfriend, Miss Milford. Sneaky neighbor. Well, yeah, I know one thing. And not going out to the fair and sit next to the man who's sitting next to my girl. I'd look like a fool. Yeah, maybe I am a fool. Hello, Peavy. Yeah,
12: hello, Mr. Gildersleeve.
6: What can I do for you today? Nobody can do anything for me, Peavy. I'm hopeless. (laughs) You don't say. I offered Rumson Bullard the hand of friendship, but he bit it. My, my. You care for a bottle of iodine? (laughs) No, Peavy. He didn't really bite me.
12: Well, why don't you take a bottle along in case he does bite you
6: sometimes? What I'm trying to say is, I had four tickets to the harness races, and I gave Bullard two. Now he's taking Catherine Milford. Yes? <laughs> I
12: guess that's a horse on you, Mr. Gildersleeve.
6: Yes, yes.
12: Well, that was a little witticism, Mr. Gildersleeve. Horse races, horse on
6: you. I got it, Peavy.
12: I just wanted to be sure.
6: (laughs) Yeah, that Bullard. he starts pushing me around, he's going to get pushed back.
12: Hard. Mr. Gildersleeve, if I may say so, you might take a page out of Leroy's book. Yours is? Leroy and Pete Crawford were in here looking at the comic books. It seems they both wanted to read Jungle Jitters. You? And Pete snatched the book out of Leroy's hand, and Leroy said, I was just about to give it to you. I hope you enjoy it. Did it work? I'm here to tell you. The boys left the best of friends. Mr. Gildersleeve, why don't you go out to the races and sit next to Mr. Bullard and Miss Milford and do like Leroy? What do you mean, Petey? Say, I was just about to give her to you and see what
2: happened.
12: (laughs) I
6: wouldn't think of going out there. How would you like to have my tickets, Petey? Well, Mrs. Peavy and I had thought of going, but tickets have been hard to get. You well, know, they're not hard to get for me. I have many cents. sense. I give tickets to anybody. All I ask is that you keep an eye on Bullard and Catherine. And Mrs.
12: Peavy will do that. <laughs> Nothing escapes Mrs. Peavy.
6: <laughs> At least I didn't. <laughs> of course, I'm not really concerned about it, Peavy. The only reason Catherine is going with him is because he asked her before I had a chance to. That could be. You bet. The only reason Bullard goes out with Catherine is because he's vain. He likes to be seen with a pretty woman. That's possible. There's no romance in Bullard's cold heart, Peavy. He's more interested in stocks and bonds than he is in my girl.
12: Well, no, I wouldn't say that.
6: (laughs) Peavy, you're no help. Catherine's little ivy-covered cottage. Why am I walking past her house? I can't stop in. There's Bullard's car parked in front. Yeah, they're probably getting ready to go to the harness races. I'd yeah, like to put a harness on Bullard and drive him out of the state. Yeah, I wish that was my car waiting for Katie. I say, he's got a flat tire. No, isn't that too bad? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, Gildersleeve. That's not the right attitude. You should go and tell him about it. No, let him find it out for himself. <laughs> if I don't tell him, he might not get to take Catherine to the fair. Still, Gildersleeve, you've been giving Leroy advice. Why don't you practice what you preach? Sure. I'll go ring the bell and tell him. Yeah, I'm being a fool again, but I'm a conscientious fool.
5: Gildersleeve.
6: you, yep. hey, Mr. Bullock. Gildersleeve, what are you doing to my car? Yeah, nothing. I was about to come in and tell you... Gildersleeve, items... you let the
5: air out of my tire. I did not. Yes, you did. You did it in a fit of jealousy. But, Mr. Buller. Hard loser. Yes, but... You, you water buffalo. But it. you... You... <clears> oh, <throat> oh, I'll see here, Bullard. Gildersleeve, get down on your knees and fix that tire. Yeah, I'll do no such thing. It has to be fixed, Gildersleeve. What do you propose to do about it? I propose to go home and let you fix it yourself.
6: Get <laughs> down on my knees. Who does that Bullard think he is? Hey, Uncle, wait! Yeah, hello, Leroy.
8: With
6: a flat tire? You bet, and I hope they all go flat.
8: Unc, <laughs> you know what you're saying?
6: Yeah, I'm well aware of what I'm saying, and I mean every word of it. That bullard had better keep out of my way. That's all. If he insults me once more, I'll, I'll flatten him like his tire. Oh no, Unc! Well, I will.
8: Gosh. Who's the matter? Unc, I hate to say this, but I'm ashamed of you.
6: Shame of me? Leroy.
8: Yes, I am, Unc. I'm ashamed of you. But, but my boy. Pete and I don't fight anymore. We're getting along fine. I took him to the movies, and he's helping me build my treehouse.
6: Well, yeah, I'm glad to hear that, Leroy.
8: Now I come along and find you fighting with Mr. Bullard. Is well? Gee, Unc, what's a little kid going to think?
6: You know, I'm sorry, Leroy, but Mr. Bullard has gone too far. He accused me of letting the air out of his tire.
8: You wouldn't do a thing like that.
6: Well, I didn't.
8: Unc, why don't you go back and help him fix it? What? Remember what you said. Make the first gesture.
6: Now, Leroy.
8: That's what you told me to do.
6: And I know I told you to do it, but...
8: Unk.
6: Well, yeah, you're all right. I'll go.
8: boy! Turn the other cheek.
6: <laughs> Turn the other cheek. I've turned it so much today, I feel like my head's on a swivel. <laughs> I'm not too late, Mr. Bullard. I'd like to help you change the tire. Uh, Thank
5: you, Gildersleeve, but I just had the nasty job attended to.
6: Well, although I didn't have anything to do with it, I guess I should apologize. No,
5: no, Gildersleeve. It is I who should apologize.
6: You apologize?
5: Yes, yes, I wronged you. In changing the tire, they discovered a broken sidewall. Broken sidewall? Yes, I remember hitting the curb a little hard when I pulled up here.
6: Well, maybe you shouldn't have been so eager to see Catherine.
5: <laughs> well, you know how it is, Gildersleeve. Yes, yeah, I know. Wonderful girl. Wonderful. Gildersleeve, it was very sporting of you to come back and to help me under the circumstances. Well, thank you, Mr. Bullard. It's sporting of you to say so. Oh, no, not at all. Actually, Gildersleeve, I've been a cad.
6: Well, it wouldn't be sporting of me to agree with you. <laughs> no. no. You wouldn't. You're you're too
5: decent for that. Here, yeah, thank you. Gildersleeve, you don't mind if I
6: like you, do you? Oh no. Well, on the contrary. I'm delighted. And I like you, if you don't mind.
5: It makes me very happy. Well, <coughs> I'm be going.
6: Ta-ta, Mr. Bullard. is Rumson. Bye, Gildersleeve. Gilder? Oh. Well, he called me Gildy. And he said he's happy. Yeah, he should be happy as a date with my girl. Say, so I wonder how he drove away. Brock Morton? Yo, Catherine.
8: Why are you standing out there all alone?
6: Well, I was just on my way home, Catherine. Oh, won't
8: you come in? Me? on the
6: porch. I want to talk to you. Well, I'd like to talk to you, too. And I don't want you to be late for the fair. you uh, have a date, you know? I hope so. You hope so? Isn't Bullard coming back?
11: Throckmorton, I know about your giving the tickets to Rumson. Mr. Peavy told me.
6: You know that. Well, I was just trying to teach Leroy to get along with his playmates. Oh. Yeah, you know... Return good for evil, Mm. turn the other cheek, and all that stuff. Mm
11: -hmm. Did it work out?
6: Well, it did for him. Leroy's happy. Pete's happy. Bullard's happy. And you? I'm so happy, I think I'll cry.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Throckmorton, you're just like a little boy. Of course, you've been a good boy, and I think you'll be rewarded.
6: Yeah? When?
8: Hmm? Right now. Right now? Mm-hmm. Come here, Throckmorton.
6: Uh, what is this? Now then.
8: Rumson has a board meeting, and he can't go to the fair,
11: so he dropped the tickets by.
6: You did?
8: Now I don't have an escort. Would you like to take me?
6: You Would I? Of course I would. You bet. I'll get the car. You wait right here. Just a minute. Hmm? What's the matter? What are you going to do?
8: I'm going to give you your reward.
6: Hey, what kind of a re... Mm-hmm. Re... Mm-hmm. A kiss.
2: Hey, no, turn the other cheek. Me, <laughs> <Dear> boy. <Lord. laughs>
6: By George, I think I will. <laughs>
5: Gildersleeve will be with us again in just 30 seconds. If there were a list of what every well-stocked refrigerator should hold, I'm sure that list would include Velveeta, Kraft's pasteurized processed cheese food. Golden Velveeta tastes so good, and it's so good for you. Rich in important food values from milk that your whole family needs. And Velveeta is digestible as milk itself. So make Velveeta your handy helper, Mother, for wholesome, delicious snacks and sandwiches and hearty, hot main dishes, too. Get it tomorrow. Velveeta, the cheese food of finest quality, made only by Kraft.
6: is almost full.
8: Where are the seats, Rockmorton?
6: Yeah, let me see. Uh, B, six, and seven. Oh, here. Right down this row, Captain.
8: Oh, fine. Pardon me. Excuse me. Pardon me, please.
6: Excuse me. Coming through. Ouch! Watch it, Fat Who are you calling? Yeah, I me. Mean. Sorry. Hey,
8: no. Come on over Big feet. Oh, well, here we are.
6: Yeah. At last. Uh. <laughs>
8: Perfect seats, Rockmorton. You know, it's so exciting. I've never seen a harness race before. Well,
6: yeah, the race hasn't started yet. Wait till the horses come out. It's a beautiful sight.
8: By the way, weren't Mr. and Mrs. Peavy supposed to have those two seats next to us?
6: Hmm? Yeah, empty. Hmm. Yeah, I guess they got sidetracked someplace. Well, yeah, it's better this way. You and I have the whole section to ourselves. Mm, how lucky can a man be?
5: Pardon me. Pardon me. Excuse me, but move the popcorn, madam.
8: Pardon yeah. me. Look who's here.
6: Hello, Catherine. Eve Bullard, Where did you come from?
5: Well, my meeting was cancelled, Gildersleeve. Mr. Peavy couldn't get away, so he very kindly gave me his ticket. Oh, I'll sit here beside you, Catherine. And you and I can share my program.
11: Oh, thank you. you
5: sneaky neighbor. Ah, uh, how lucky can a man be, eh, Gildersleeve? Oh, <laughs> uh, this is. Gildersleeve, why are you peering about? Are you looking for someone? Yes. Who? Leroy.
6: Leroy? Surely he isn't here. No, thank goodness. And since he isn't here, Ward, get out of the grandstand!
5: The Great Gildersleeve is played by Willard Waterman. The show is written by John Elliott and Andy White and is partially transcribed. Included in the cast are Walter Tetley, Mary Lee Robb, Lillian Randolph, Gail Gordon, Kathy Lewis, and Dick LeGrand. Music was composed by Jack Meekin. This is John Heaston saying goodnight for the Kraft Foods Company, makers of the famous line of Kraft quality food products. Be sure to listen in next Wednesday and every Wednesday for the further adventures of The Great Gildersleeve. Question, what's the best way to raid an icebox? Answer, with craft-prepared mustard, of course. Because when you add a little craft mustard to the sandwich you make, you add a lot of tang. And here's something for you professional icebox raiders to remember. There are two kinds of craft mustard. Salad mustard with that delicately spiced mild flavor. Ah, and then there's craft mustard with snappy horseradish added. Have both kinds on hand. Then you won't meet up with a dish, but what you'll have just the mustard to add a lot of tang. Buy Krafts Prepared Mustard. Here is your humble host. Next on NBC.
0: have it friends the great gildersleeve today's episode from september 12th of 1951 as gildy tried to set a good example for leroy and things well at first they didn't seem to be working out for gildy but then (laughs) all is well in the end as rumson bullard decided to give them tickets to the Catherine. let her do with them what she wished (laughs) <laughs> All is well with Gildy and the Wild and Catherine. Kathy Lewis, by the way, played the voice of Catherine. Kathy Lewis later went on to play the, the uh, role of Deidre on the Hazel TV series. So when you hear Kathy Lewis, uh, that's her playing Catherine on the Great Gildersleeve. Sleeve. Hope you enjoyed that episode of The Great Gildersleeve, all about the horses. Well, now, things just weren't fair for Gildersleeve at first. He said, just like Dinah Washington, it isn't fair.
9: It isn't fair for you to haunt me. How can you make me care this way? It isn't fair for you to taunt me. If it's just for a day Well, it isn't fair for you to thrill me How can you do the things you do? It isn't fair for you to fill me With all those funny notions that can't come true Why? You came into my life Mm, And made it complete You gave me just a taste of high life And if this is love Then I'm gonna repeat Oh, it is a fact For you to haunt me Way. It isn't fair for you to taunt me If it's just far a day It isn't fair for you to haunt me care this way it isn't fair for you to taunt me
0: Yeah, even if it's just for a day, it still ain't fair. <laughs> well, things did work out for Gildersleeve. At first, they weren't fair. But then, well, circumstances arose and uh, made everything all right. Things were fair once again. Maybe maybe Bullard learned a lesson when Gildersleeve tried to teach him to please be kind. Here's Frank Sinatra. He's got that lesson down pat. Here he is the chairman of the board.
10: Well, this is my first affair Please be kind Handle my heart with care Please be kind This is all so grand My dreams are on parade if you'll just understand they'll never, never fade So tell me your love sincere. Please be kind. Tell me I needn't fear. Please be kind cause if you Kind. This is my first affair, so uh, please be kind Handle my heart with care, oh uh, please be kind I need
0: Please be kind. That's the lesson Gildersleeve tried to teach rumson Bullard. And you know what? I think it worked. Because Rumson Bullard gave Catherine them horse race tickets right on back. Yeah, now, now Gildy and Catherine, they get to enjoy the horses. Just like they, just like Gildy, first planned. Yeah, I like that when things wake out. Yeah. Well, now Gildersleeve, he's out there with Catherine Milford. And I think... What he's hoping is for a nice evening where he looks up into the sky and sees the moon a full moon coming out and making a nice evening with moon glow all around yeah moon glow that's the song you're listening to this song actually was first heard in the movie picnic with kim novak and william holden they did an unforgettable dance Kim Novak did, and along with William Holden, dance to this very song. and I tell you if you ever see the movie, you will never forget that dance Kim Novak was doing. Well, she, they were doing the dance of this song, moon Glow, and you know, I think it puts everybody sort of in the mood to be romantic. Here is Doris day. She's in the mood to be ro- oh, she's loud too. She's in the mood to be romantic as she sings all about the moon glow about it, Doris.
11: It must have been moon glow, way up in the blue. Must have been moon glow that led me straight to you. I still hear you saying Dear one, hold me fast And I start in praying Oh, Lord, please let this last We from come from.
0: Doris Day, she's feeling kind of romantic she sounds kind of romantic in that song, I tell you ooh, wouldn't it be sweet spending the night with Doris Day in a convertible looking up into the sky with a full moon shining down on the moon glow Ooh, it's a sweet thought and I don't want to stop thinking about it <laughs> I guess I guess we gots to return ourselves to to reality, and the reality is, Gilda's leave going to them horse races, and you know I bet you when he went to the horse races, he would like to have won. Yeah, you know, that would have made a big show for Catherine if he had won the race. You know, he he could have said, "I bet on the horse that won," and, and now we can celebrate big time. Uh, uh, but then Catherine might ask him. Uh, how'd you know which horse was going to win? (laughs) Gildersleeve, he'd have to give up his little secrets. He'd say, I know which horse was going to win because the horse, the horse himself, told me. Just like what happened with Bing Crosby.
1: Gather on, folks, and take your places. We've got some advice on how to play the races. Oh, the owner told Clarence the clocker, and the clocker told Jockey McGee. The jockey, of course, passed it on to the horse, and the horse told me. Now, there's a sleeper, they say, in the fourth race today. Little filly called Rockaway Rose Are you listening? She comes on with a burst And she'll win if she's first But at least she'll be third if she shows Oh, the owner told Clarence the clocker The clocker told Jockey McGee The jockey, of course, passed it on To the horse and the horse told me Now, if it's muddy or wet you take the size of your bet and divide by the weight of the shoes. And
8: the age multiplied by the length of the stride.
1: And providing you win you can't lose. Oh, the owner told Clarence the clocker. The clocker told Jockey McGee McGee. The jockey, of course, passed it on to the horse and, and the, the horse told me. My bookie, that's me on the up-and-up sea. You just pick him and hand me a dough. If I lose, then I grin. Oh, but of course if I win.
4: Then I hop on a bus and I blow. Hey,
5: where did he go? <laughs>
1: Well, now, tomorrow, I'll bet just for kicks. That's what I get. What's gold? It's just old yellow lead. I can lose with a grin. If the horse don't come in. I'll just blow one more hole in my head. (coughs) Oh, the owner told Clarence the clocker. The clocker told Jockey McGee. The muggy. the Ooh. jockey, of course, passed it on to the horse. Ooh. And the horse told me. It is the same old story at any old track. Whether Saratoga, Narragansett, Lincoln Fields, Hialeah, Belmont Park, Arlington Park, Hollywood Park. Hey, don't forget Del Mar. The horse told me.
0: Oh my, the horse, he done told Bing which horse was going to win, and eh, Bing done bet himself a winner. Yeah, now that great song is from a really great Bing Crosby movie called Riding High. Yeah, a Frank Capra movie, as a matter of fact. Yeah, Riding High, very, very entertaining, great songs, fun movie, very entertaining, and just a, really a pleasure to watch. It's one of my very favorite Bing Crosby movies. Uh, that one and Holiday Inn and, uh, well, a couple others, but that is definitely one of my favorites, Riding High, and they sing that song in that movie. Well, friends, that's going to have to do it for today's Sounds Like Radio. Yes, The Great Gildersleeve was heard from september 12th of 1951 all about horse races and being kind to one's neighbor not bad not bad at all Mm -mm, no all right friends we will see you again next time we return with more sounds like radio the great gildersleeve more music Uh, i tell you friends i love it here yeah nothing better than playing you some fine songs and listening to the great gildersleeve shows Real nice. Well, till next time, I am your humble host saying so long for now. Thank you for listening and goodbye, everybody.